Hello and welcome to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast here on the Boink Network Discord server. Today is December 18th, 2020, and it is the last episode of the year because it's holidays next week and we're all going away, but not really because COVID. So <laughs> uh, I can still go to Dubbo. Well, Delta's going to, to Dubbo. I already went to Dubbo. <laughs> He's not going to Dubbo. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome to join us. In 2021, as we start our second season, going on, doing boink things. What am I trying to say? Right. Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern here on the Boink Network Discord server, where we talk about all things of boink. All right. This week, I think we're wrapping up the year talking about the social side of boink. Uh, after the big battle last week of operating system wars, I think Linux won. Delta, do you confirm? I can confirm that Arch Linux did in fact win. Well, 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 we can't say the Arch part because I don't know <laughs> if I can confirm that we didn't do a flavor battle. Oh, well, I chose the flavor battle then. Uh, <laughs> I chose the victor. <laughs> See, Foxy's saying she never uses Arch, so cannot confirm. But anyway, yes, Linux did win. Okay. <laughs> More performance for Boeing. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. I'm gonna miss you, man. Next week, are you doing anything fun for New Year's? Um, probably not. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Just with the family, I guess. <laughs> Might go try to get a cabin in the woods somewhere and try not to die in horror for horror movie fashion. But yeah, that's the fun part. The dying in horror movie fashion, like getting eaten <laughs> by worms. Yeah, I know that some people are into the horror movie stuff. Yeah, but watching them, participating <laughs> in them, is a different thing. <laughs> Uh, Being the subject, we have video games. <laughs> uh, well, what are you drinking today, and what will you be drinking on New Year's with your with your family? Well, uh, today I thought I'd bring a bit of festive uh, festivities in here, and quite relevant. I'm drinking eggnog at the moment. Oh, it's delicious! Well played, sir. Unfortunately, I don't have any cinnamon to put on it. I didn't even know that's the thing you did. So, yeah, <laughs> I just it's drink it out of the carton. That's I mean, so that's what sad. I'm doing now. <laughs> okay. But I'd put cinnamon on it if I had some. How? The opening to the carton? We're picturing different cartons. I well, think. I'd probably put it into a cup first and then put the cinnamon, but... Oh, uh, okay. Since you don't have the cinnamon... Yeah, I'm not going to, like, chuck the cinnamon in my mouth and then <laughs> the eggnog. Oh, no, you put the eggnog in first, then you dash <laughs> the cinnamon in there. <laughs> this is mad. Oh, man. Well... Uh, I'm drinking, actually, I don't know what it is. It's called The Whale. It's a, a delicious brown ale. Uh, what else the have we got? Ale. Whale ale. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> what else have we How got? did you not catch that? <laughs> so it's the word brown in between whale and ale. Sack <laughs> uh, Pop's got some J20. Not sure what that is. Uh, is that my 20th beverage that I've ever made? J Ringo's beverage line, J20? J Ringo for 2020. There we go. We're going back in time. I'm registering as a as a candidate. Koshi's saying just beer. Mikasti, you do not have whale ale as well. You're just liking that. It's whale ale. Oh, what is this? What? Is, this is so oh, bright. Vitaly, I I remember someone talking about Heineken Zero. <laughs> I was told if I'm not going to drink alcohol, to try Heineken Zero at least, because apparently it tastes better than the actual alcoholic beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sackpop says it's it's J2O, like H2O. It's juice. Wow. 
I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> so instead of it being carbonated, it's oxygenated? Hey, nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I can't what about believe New you can breathe by drinking water. Well, orange juice. You just <laughs> filter the air through your teeth and then drink, swallow the juice, and then breathe the air. Simple. Delta cheese. James Bond did it. No, Foxy, I'm not a fish. I'm a fish stick. Oh, you already got that joke in there. Dang it! Too slow. <laughs> so I guess I guess that's that, huh? Done with beverages. Let's go into boink. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, a sort of related boink incident occurred this morning uh, related to guttering at home, Delta. Uh, oh, I kind of, what's happening? I want the project Laundry at Home. We were having a laundry discussion this morning on the Discord where everyone should join and talk about laundry with us. Um, I want Laundry at Home, a Boink project that optimizes laundry folding. Um, mm, so you want to find the best method to fold your laundry? Yes. And so what are the parameters? Just efficiency or how well? Well, this is where we left the conversation. Uh, I think the Goblin Popper is going to be the arbiter of efficiency. Either that or your mom. Not your mom. Anyone's mom. That <laughs> <laughs> was not a your mom joke. Just like mom, period. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll think about it. Okay. All right, let me know. It is Christmas. I'm just letting you know. So I got you a website. What you can do is give me a Boink project. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Boink news. Boink news. You kick us off today, huh? Okay. Um, a little bit of a slow news day. Um, especially with uh, MLC. They said that there's not really a lot to update this week. Um, and yeah, they are doing weekly uh, little updates. Uh, but they're just saying uh, check out the data sets and the amount of uh, progress that they've gotten through. And they've gotten quite a bit of progress through. They're like, I'm looking at the numbers here, it's definitely more than like 60 to, uh, it's probably more than like 75% of all the data sets are complete. So they still have plenty of work outstanding. So they got uh, two on DS1, they got one, two, four on DS2, they got two on DS3, uh, and DS4 is currently in development. So uh, get crunching on MLC at home if you want to help out with some machine learning. Who doesn't want to teach machine? I want to teach a machine to love, you know? <laughs> but how do you comprehend love? Oh, that's a good question. If humanity can't comprehend it, how can we teach machines to comprehend it? Maybe we should just stop all AI development immediately till we comprehend love. Up, baby. <laughs> baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> all right. Coming out of World Community Grid and their Microbiome Immunity Project, uh, they mentioned that they are continuing uh, work on some uh, new work units for the project, some potential new work units for the project. So keep, a, keep an eye out for that. Uh, otherwise, they just have more work going. They've got 4,242 batches ready for download, 4,800 in progress, 320,000 completed. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and a backlog of 51 days. Uh, the open pandemics, are, they, I'm sorry, this is the Microbiome Immunity Project, is the uh, project that is looking to explore all that bacteria and whatnot, who knows, that's in your stomach and intestines. Ew, oh my god. Well, it turns out that all that stuff is really relevant to everyday life and uh, actually some pretty uh, intense diseases. Uh, the more research we do into the microbiome, the gut bacteria and whatnot, the more we're discovering how much it affects how our system, the body, operates. Uh, so do do jump on this project. Don't just stick to their open pandemics project, which is an also a great project. But 
they do also mention that uh, <laughs> so they they sort of allude to a new technology that has to do with folding proteins and how cool it is and how they might be able to use it in the future. And we think it's alpha um, alpha fold, but we're not sure because they don't really say what it is. So either way. Our message to World Community Grid and IBM is it's okay to be jealous. <laughs> it's okay. Especially if they get to use it. That would be so cool. And, you know, um, Folding at Home has actually been putting out a lot of media on how, yeah, Alpha Fold is amazing. It's great for humanity and whoever developed it. But <laughs> it's also not the end all of protein folding. It's not the end all of everything. Uh, there's a lot of nuance um, in in this sort of field and in the directions it should go. Uh, you, you can't just Alpha Fold everything. Though you're going to be able to Alpha Fold a lot and it's going to do a lot of good for the world. So. Cheers. It's also good to have lots of methods of doing one thing because usually if you just focus on one method, you sometimes miss out on all the other search space that you have with all the proteins and stuff. So still having the contemporary methods we use nowadays is still a good thing. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to uh, do two news items in a row because what you just said blends perfectly into open pandemics. So we've got what in the U.S. we have two approved vaccines right now, the Pfizer one and the Moderna one both there and it's a perfect example of what you're saying delta two different approaches to destroying the covid virus or reducing its severity whatever it ends up actually doing because we don't really know yet uh the they're and they're made with different chemicals one or molecules one needs to be stored at like negative 70 degrees celsius the other can be stored in a normal refrigerator one is probably cheaper to manufacture one has probably more uh, readily accessible materials to produce one is easier to produce, one's harder to produce, and there's going to be more vaccines coming out, all with different benefits and different drawbacks. And it's very important that we even continue to research the COVID virus uh, be, and, and methods of stopping it, whether it's blocking the ACE2 receptor or the way that the coronavirus attaches to it or or whatever it is, destroying its sheath or whatever you want to do to this thing to make it not kill people. We got to find as many different ways to do it because who knows which is going to end up being the best. And actually, there's probably not going to be a best. There's going to be different. And one might be better for one person and another might be better for another person. Similar to cancer treatments. So to tie this into open pandemics, their news update uh, is basically just says, keep on freaking crunching, guys. We got work to do. They do mention that that their GPU um, work units just finished their security review. Um, and, and this project is, again, coming out of World Community Grid, which is run by IBM, which is a massive organization, right, corporation. So they have a lot of reviews and a lot of uh, uh, steps to go through to release something. And this security review came back with a couple suggestions that they should um, put into the application. So they're going to do those, and then it will probably have to go through all the review processes again, and then it'll maybe hopefully come out. But they do mention there are 11,000 batches available for download, uh, 4,000 in progress, 23,000 completed with a backlog of 47 days, that good old Star Trek number. Great. We have more GPU Christmas presents as well. Ooh! Yo-Yo at Home said they have released a first version of the M-Queens project for Windows for OpenCL 2.0 GPUs. Um, and in their news, you can download it from the GitHub. Um, so it looks like Yo-Yo at Home now has some GPU work. 
And uh, another item from YoYo at Home too is that it is now possible for you to set a resource share of zero in your YoYo at Home project on your Boink Manager. So what that means is if you set the project to have a resource share of zero, it means it will not crunch unless it is the only project that's um, able to be run. So for example, if you're running World Community Grid, uh, and World Community Grid either shuts down or they have no tasks or something bad happens, your Boink Manager will then resort to YoYo at Home. Neat, neat, neat. I just saw a Reddit post where someone asked about resource share, and one of the responses linked to uh, the wiki describing how to edit the config to get really specific with your uh, resource sharing by um, saying to a project, only run X number of tasks at a time. Uh, that that's pretty interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. So uh, I would recommend, guys, if you are not already on the Reddit, on the Boink Reddit, jump on the Boink Reddit because there's a lot of really good threads out there. Um, and it's a great place to ask questions. You know, the Discord, of course, is the best place because, you know, come on. Because we're but, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reddit, easy second, easy second place. Um, the community there is great and the threads are absolutely positive. Um, and also to YoYo at home, this is awesome hearing uh, news from this project. We don't hear that much from YoYo at Home. YoYo at Home being one of the projects run on like a laptop in a closet somewhere. It's an independent project that does math work. Hell yeah, closet math. <laughs> Vitaly says <laughs> regarding Reddit, best place to ask? Maybe, but is it the best place to receive answers? Yeah. No, he, that's why here is number one, because <laughs> the people here are awesome. You guys all rock. Um, but no, Reddit is, I, I've seen a lot of good answers. Uh, and a lot of, you know, whatever. But <laughs> that said, uh, I'm actually out of news because I did my two in a row. Uh, oh, no, I've got one more. But Delta, you go again. I was going to say, um, did you want to mention SI Doc? Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there looks to be a new project coming out of its testing phase. It's called SI Doc, and it looks like it's working on uh, docking proteins with the coronavirus. Uh, they just mentioned that they had their work unit, their last work units come out of the testing work unit bunch. And so soon you should be getting some production work units. Awesome. Uh, I'm looking up. I remember finding out who is running it, but I can't find the info right off the bat. But it's run out of like a university in Russia, I think. Um, oh, yep. There's a lot of Russian on here. Oh, well. And it's That's the same admin that runs Rake Search, I think. Anyway, we'll just not give the information this time. Um, cool. Psydoc, I think it's doing COVID units and also, uh, some biology stuff. Did you already say that? Uh, I said they were doing COVID stuff. Um, I don't know. Let me just check the... I think the their admin, who happens to be here on this Discord, guys, uh, mentioned that along with their COVID stuff, excuse me, along with their COVID stuff, they want to look into more long-term, um, sort of work units because... Yes, <laughs> I'm going to contradict myself here. Yes, continue to crunch COVID projects and find all the vaccines for infinity. But, you know, eventually we'll kind of have this thing solved. <laughs> but we'll still need uh, biology and pandemic and like virology projects because virology, ironically, weirdly enough, is very young. But, um, you know, we'll need projects like Open Pandemics and Psydoc if they end up growing into a larger, like broader base sort of project. Uh, so do give them your support and tell them how awesome they are. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, my last item for the day coming out of Smash Childhood Cancer 
from World Community Grid again. Uh, they, their work is currently paused because they're doing lab testing on some of the compounds that we all found for them. How cool is that? Uh, so all the work units for EWSR1 uh, have been completed. And I, th I think this is the one that has ordered some molecules already uh, and, and received them. Is this the right one or is that the microbiome project? Hold on, confirming. There's so many world community grid projects, it's so easy to get them all confused. Which was that Open Pandemics? Open Pandemics is the one that ordered molecules already and they're shipped. So going back to Open Pandemics, they do have some promising stuff in the in the pipeline based on our work. Uh, and they've got the molecules ordered and they say they, they're shipped. And I'm just wondering if they have Amazon Prime because they probably would have gotten there already. Jeez. Uh, uh, Falconet shares that uh, coming from childhood cancer in the Pax, uh, the Fox01 gene, woo, uh, protein. They have identified a compound that may be effective in targeting this protein and will be ready to begin testing in the next few weeks. How cool is that? Uh, so th this is, ah, yes. Okay. All right. Christian I'm back. presence everywhere. <laughs> Smash Childhood Cancer Project is looking for uh, these proteins that I'll try to pronounce that I've tried in the past. And it's always embarrassing, but here we go. Beta-catenine? Beta-catenine. That's easy. All right, Lin 28B, osteopontin. <laughs> That's not it. Osteopontin, PAX3, FOX01, PRDM14. Uh, and they're looking at these proteins to try to essentially stop cancer. Uh, how neat is that? And apparently, FOX01 has some results that are going to be um, sort of tested. Uh, that's really cool, guys. Congrats to the project. Congrats to all the crunchers. And I'm looking forward to my to my check once they create a translatable product. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> right. uh, that's all the news I have. Yep, and that's it for me. All right. Then I guess we'll get into the main topic, uh, the social side of Boink. All right. So social side of Boink. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, right? Delta, how's it going? I met you basically through Boink, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> now everyone understands. Boink is more than just a technology. In fact, how crazy is this? SETI at home, uh, you know, David Getty organizes all the people to create SETI at home with the hope of creating like a, an Apollo effect where you get a lot of people interested in science. And it said it does just that. SETI at home is like 300,000 people start crunching in like a, a week or something like that. Uh, but also they created a huge social network where people actually met on the forums and ended up getting married. These are anecdotes I've read places. I don't actually know anyone who's gotten married or seen these threads. But the, the story is that people actually met through Boink. Well, through SETI at home, which is essentially Boink, right? It's the progenitor to Boink, uh, and then got married. That is, if that's not what a social network is, I don't know what is. So <laughs> there is this great technology, the Boink infrastructure. And then there's this social network. And honestly, it is my true belief that without the social network, Boink would be nothing. Uh, we wouldn't be here. We no wouldn't podcast. be <laughs> But think about it, man. Use Facebook as an example. And I would love for me to be wrong here, but the uh, Facebook is just the internet, right? That's the technology is built on. A set of computer code on the internet uh, that uses the internet. And the... The only reason that no one's been able to dethrone Facebook as the social network uh, is because 
Facebook was the first and Facebook had a social network effect where everyone was on it. And you're not going to leave that if your friends don't leave at the same time. I, like all the other social networks sites that have tried to come up and, and defeat Facebook just fail because in order for them to succeed, everyone needs to move to that one at the same time. Uh, this is one reason why blockchain is going to do very well in this arena, because you can move your social identity to any social network at any time. It's going to really open up competition in the arena. But that's besides the point. Uh, so it, Facebook is the social network, not the technology that runs it. Uh, and, and, you know, you see Instagram and then you see Instagram competitors. You see Twitter and then you see Twitter competitors. And the competitors never win because they can't, because there's this social network effect on these originating technologies. The technologies that produce that effect first generally persist until there is essentially a blockchain tech that will make it so you can move among these technologies freely with the same identity. Uh, so Boink has this social network effect to a very small degree. It has not fostered it, it has not tried to foster it, and to its failing, to its detriment. The if it if it creates that social network effect, it doesn't matter how many other infrastructures get built. Why am I going to leave my friends to go do something, the same thing on a different technology? Like, so this social aspect from getting that, I suppose, is very, very important. And like Delta said, it's the reason we're here, man. <laughs> yeah, it is the reason we're here. And uh, I have nothing else to say. I don't know. I think it's just the reason this gets me going so much is an aspect of Boink that is not talked about a lot and is not particularly by the, the, the people running things, to be honest. Like, it's it's not uh, sought after. And SETI got people married, and it was the first thing that it – yeah. Hmm. Murkowski said, uh, I got married and grew a beard all because of Boink. I'm interested in the beard part. I guess you can also tell us about the marriage if you want. <laughs> Why did Boink make you grow a beard? <laughs> Foxy also says two Boink crunchers cannot live in one house. The circuit breakers would pop, probably. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely a true one. <laughs> well, everyone gets their own breaker. <laughs> and I know that some people, some people have the dreams of just creating a massive server rack in, like, the bathroom or something and just, like, having it, having it run just for Boink. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I'm going to put it under my bathroom floor so, like, when I get out of the shower, the floor is heated. <laughs> nice, bappy. <laughs> uh, I think there were some people in here who are also making um, boink heaters as well. So, that's a good one, too. <laughs> Foxy says, when I met my girlfriend, she warned me not to buy a rack, so I bought a rack, and now she hates me. <laughs> well done, Fox. Aw. <laughs> uh. I could go for a boink heated jacuzzi. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I but saw also... someone doing a boink heated fish tank once. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Um, but also, uh, a, a part of the social aspect of it is also the learning aspect. Because once you get into a social sphere, it's often the nature of humans to share information and also share learning. And part of jumping from project to project and combining with your friends and competing with your friends or making a team and competing with other teams is all about going around and learning what's the best way to do this. And once you have that gamification aspect, people will keep striving and striving to do better and just keep going pretty much and keep learning. But it's not gamification, is it? What you just described is just social. Social habits you know i 
is it, I liked what you said. Like the tendency of humans in a group is just to share information, and I think you're right. Like it, it's it's not to compete for better scores. It's just to tell people oh, I what I learned. In the gamification aspect of Boink a little bit, just to talk about it. But yeah, the, the, the essential nature of it is that we're social and we like sharing information. Yeah. Well, because the the reason I think the distinction is important is the gamification and social networking achieve two different goals. Uh, with gamification, you get what you reward, and with social networking, you get a, a social network. <laughs> and it, it, we actually had a whole episode on this the other week. With gamification, there is an end to it. You have X number of hours of game time before you get bored and leave. With a social network, there is no end. You, there is no amount of hours until you're bored. You'll be there as long as your friend is still there. Uh, and, and as long as you get that social um, Hmm. Satisfaction, let's say, from the products you're using, you'll continue to use it. You know, fa- that's why Facebook designed its its interface to be addictive with likes and and comments and and the newsfeed and whatnot. It actually like there's re- records of them addicting people to this because it gives them a social gratification. That's the better word. Uh, if, if Boink was able to, you know, don't do the addictive stuff, but still give people social gratification, sort of lean into the social network aspect of the whole network, uh, it would do great. And I think the education part you're talking about is definitely, definitely part of it, man. Like the this, I mean, you and I talk about it all the time. Just the science communication involved in Boink, the way that Boink is built to encourage that. If you exclude like Science United and other project managers, it's built to in, in, encourage projects to educate a public about their research, so they get more content, get more uh, people contributing to the project. That is definitely a part of the social network, and it's a huge part. And just telling people that hey, you can come on and start finding aliens is just something that catches everyone's attention. It is. And with this COVID stuff, right? How many people came in because of COVID? Like, you can come in and contribute to the, the You have the, the, the agency to change the world, to, to really stop this virus. You just need to contribute your computer when you're at home anyway. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, I remember looking at the chart. I forget the exact number, but it was a phenomenal amount of people in just one month that just hopped on. Mm-hmm. And if we had a social network, right? Our, our goal is to keep people when something like this happens, because this isn't the last time this is going to happen. Seti at home wasn't the last time that happened. When when a lot of people come in, we want to keep them here. Uh, because at the, the reality is, if we had virus projects running, if we had protein folding running at the volume at which it was running now, we'd be able to solve these problems much quicker. But people only live in the immediate reality unless there's like a reason to stick around. And a great reason to stick around, money, incentivization games to an extent you know for a certain number of hours and your friend is here like the social network part people it's actually hard to leave facebook even when an individual wants to leave like ask your friend they would they have to be probably over 25 at this point well i don't know i I think it's easier for the younger generation and the aging generation to leave facebook because it's like dead and i was never on it but like it's actually hard to leave facebook is what i'm saying younger generation being like teenagers can confirm <laughs> you started on tiktok it's gonna I'm be hard i don't i don't like lots of social media ah okay ask your friends though I'm, i would be curious as to whatever they use um is it would it be difficult for them to leave it whether it's tiktok or instagram or, or freaking spotify 
whatever. <laughs> I think that's an interesting question to ask over the Christmas discussions and the Christmas Zoom calls too. Oh man, are you having a Christmas Zoom? Uh, not uh, not really, because we don't have any restrictions here in Australia. Oh. Although we do have a little bit of a fresh outbreak, so question mark. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's all a big old question mark. <laughs> um, teenagers near me think Facebook is for our parents. Yeah, no, I feel you. For uh, those of us who are apparently parents to teenagers now, uh, Facebook was hard to leave in like college years, right? For uh, people who are now in their 30s and 40s, Facebook was hard to leave. Now it's like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. So it's an interesting part of a social network, though. It does, humans are social beings, and it would be a great reason to stick around Boink, even when I'm sort of not reading the Boink news or I'm not really interested in the projects I'm doing. You know, I'm there because my friends are there. I'm there because the community is there. Um, and every once in a while, my friend mentions a different Boink project, a new one that I, I wasn't even paying attention to. I just sat and forget on my computer. Uh, well, my friend just mentioned a new project. I'm going to go crunch that one too and see what it's all about. And run the little screensaver. Oh, we do need those screensavers back. Ah, I want them. I want for, maybe for that laundry might be at home. My, yeah, maybe it <laughs> might be my next uh, advanced project for computer science. You never know. Oh, you should do it. You should do it. You should make laundry at home the project, and then make a screensaver that's just laundry spinning in a like in a tumbler. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> there are still Koshi's right. He says Einstein released a screensaver. I think there are a couple projects that still do screensavers. Yeah, there's still some. Um, but really, it's time to move on to the next. Next leap, next era, right? Social media, Instagram, TikTok, etc. Speaking oh, of which, I was going to say interactive screensavers, <laughs> 3D virtual reality screensavers, VR screens. Oh, I'll tell you a good idea. What, what if there was a button on the screensavers or something that says um, share to Facebook or share to Twitter? I still wouldn't would run a it? screensaver. No, why would I run a screensaver? It doesn't have to be the screensaver. It could just be the graphics. I'll tell you, the World Community Grid does do that. Um, oh yeah, with their uh, credits and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't do a lot, but it's a cool feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's got to be proactive uh, outreach, so to speak. Social network building. It's got to. It's got to be built. You can't just um, give people a button. But. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Koshi calls back to last episode. Uh, they haven't seen the steady screensaver uh, in 15 years because it was never working on Linux. So there you go. Windows is better because you could use the SETI screensaver. <sighs> well, as I did <laughs> say, there's a lot of support for stuff on Windows, but Linux still trumps everything. Yeah. If it was, um, here you go, Delta. Instead of screensavers, make it a game. When you're crunching, you're playing a game. Although then you have to use the graphics card and CPU, etc. But so it's like an interactive screensaver where you're actually doing something, like one of those little low-demand like uh, side scrollers or something. Shout out to Zooniverse.org. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so Zooniverse.org does something similar to that, uh, where it does give you um, little projects and stuff to do. So cr uh, not uh, not crunching, but crunching with your brain, looking at different uh, scientific uh, images and results and crunching through them for to help scientists or even to help computers to learn how to crunch through the uh, different tasks. But as you're talking about, a, a better way to do it is to actually engage it with in the form of a actual interactive moving game. And uh, I moving think pictures, that, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, because <laughs> most of the stuff on Zooniverse isn't really moving. I mean, there are some which show you a little animation, but there's none that are really just interactive. There's a um, there's a particular goal, and you just go around, and it's it's fully interactive. And I think that'd be an interesting to do, although it is quite hard to do because you have to basically take something that people enjoy in playing games or solving a puzzle or being challenged in some way and then you have to apply that to a scientific process that needs to be performed by a human or can be performed by a human rather what no you don't all you need to do is have their computer crunch in work units and then give them guns to shoot on a screen we can do that <laughs> um, <laughs> so did we talk about something similar to that before when we had those guys on uh yeah that's actually what leyline is doing exactly yeah, what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> they nailed it. Uh, <laughs> they're they're not wrong deep. though. <laughs> they're definitely not wrong. That is going to draw a lot of people. Is I think they call it their arcade. If they're successful, it's going to be wonderful. Uh, what yeah. else? What about the gaming community? Now that we're talking about Leyline, we, we can talk about the gaming community because I know that with Leyline, if they do what they say they're going to do. I think practically 90% of my friends will start crunching Boink just to get some extra stuff for free in a video game. Yeah, why? To show it off to their friends, right? Games or to actually, progress in the video game. <laughs> to progress. So uh, gaming, in my experience, in gaming communities, it's a, there's the social aspect to it is huge. There is the progression, there is et cetera, but the games that have... Um, uh, continuing success is because of the community they built around it, because of the social networks, because your friends continue to play it, uh, etc. There's always the power user games. Like I play Age of Empires because it's a freaking, it's the best game that was, is, and will ever be created. But I play other games too because my friends play them. Because the, I've met people in those games who, who, like, I've never met in real life, but like we're friends online because of the game, because of the social network uh, based on this technology, the game. So. Boink loot boxes are on the way. Let's go. I think Come that's on. a phenomenal idea. <laughs> and I, I think we, we can do that with an actual Boink project, can't we? Like, just make a Boink project that literally just does nothing. But you, when you sign up to it, it uses your project identifier to grab all your stats and then tell you what you've won. And then you can have, like, a little collection on that project. It's like badges. Yeah, but it's like meta badges. <laughs> like, it's badges for everything. That's actually a wonderful idea. <laughs> That is Call Me Foxy coming out with the the freaking mic drop boot, boink loot boink boxes. Loot boxes. Loot boxes. I can't talk. It's getting late. Loot Must be the boxes. end of the show. <laughs> uh, I think gaming is a great example of this because it it, it has gamification in it, obviously, just like boink. Uh, it requires a lot of computation, just like boink. <laughs> it has the social aspect, which is really what I'm trying to highlight here because it's very, very important and insanely powerful. Insanely powerful. Look at all you guys here in this Discord. We all come back every week because of the social network, not because of the boinks. Okay. Anyway, Delta, any final thoughts? Um, no, but I'm dreaming of the boink loot boxes and when they're going to come because I want some. I still play games here and there, and I think getting rewarded within the game for playing, uh, yeah, getting rewarded in the game for crunching boink is. Uh, something that definitely I'll do, and it will probably get me crunching a lot more, even though we're in the middle of summer, and it's probably not the best time to run your computer. Well, I I didn't <laughs> I didn't hear anything you said at the end, but I'm sure it was a wonderful thought, and we'll end on that. <laughs> so. <laughs>
Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this, the last episode of the 2020s. What a year it's been. We'll catch you next year, Fridays, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Boink Network Discord server. Make sure you like and subscribe. (laughs) Social networks.